Hey, this is Gavin from Order 66 Paintball and Order 66 Lair. It is April 1st. We have survived March. March was a doozy. We're April 1st. Nobody got no time for more April Fool's jokes today. You, even if you're <laughs> quarantine, you will get cyber punched. Trust me. Uh, so we are joined here today by my co-host, my special co-host today, Rob Cole, the man, the myth, the legend from GRC. What's up, Rob Cole? How's it going, guys? Oh, uh, you know, God is good, man. Akuna Matata. You know what we always say? Right back at you, brother. All right, and we are also joined today by Joe Barrett, Joe Breezy for Sheezy. What's up, Joe? <laughs> What's going on, guys? How you doing? Not too doing, bad. Joe? So, Joe, oh. welcome to the Order 66 Lair. Thank you for taking time out from, from your busy schedule. Um, I know even with the quarantine, I know you're probably still a busy man with things to do, so I want to thank you for taking the time out to meet with us here today. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. I'm uh Longtime friend of both years and a uh, big fan of the show. So happy to take this time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So right before we get started, guys, I always do a little joke. Normally Maxine is here. You know, Maxine's really a savage. She's, she's I'm like, oh, for nine with her or something. The last time I Rob, Rob had to <laughs> take pity on me, but I normally start Oof, with a yeah, joke. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> to break the ice. So we'll see how it goes. You guys can give me the yay or nay. It was a, uh, if the joke passes the test. So we're ready? Yep. That's All right. It. All right. What did the Buffalo say when his son left to go to college? Oh. You got me, brother. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, son. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tr- – I'm, I'm chuckling. I'm actually I got a chuckle. You I got, got a chuckle, and I got Joe Barrett to give me some type of laugh. Okay, I'm good. That works for me. I like it. I'm yeah. into the dad jokes, so, uh, yeah, I like it. Why does everybody classify me as dad jokes? Oh, my God. Oh, you're a dad. It's, yeah, you're a dad. It's fully PG. You can tell that to anybody, and they'll all laugh the same. All right, you know what? I'll go with it, but you know, I'll still stick to my day job. How's that? Yeah. Good, hey, good. can I, I – I got a good dad joke for you real quick. All right, guys, let's hear it. Let's go. You guys will like this one. I I was hoping to get to add a joke after I heard this segment you do. All right, so here we go. You're going to think you got this one. Okay. What is a pirate's favorite letter? I want to say R. No, it's the C. Oh, Oh, there you go. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Dude, we're coming out slaying here in Order 60 Slayer. Episode oh, yeah. 14 with Joe Breezy yeah. and Rob Cole. This is what we do. So, Joe, <laughs> <laughs> we got you here. Tell us, for those that don't know who Joe Barrett is, you know, tell us who is Joe Barrett, pro paintball player extraordinaire from the Western New York area. Who is Joe Barrett? Tell us about Joe Barrett. Oh, man, I, I feel like you pretty much just summed it up as as good as it can be. I uh, Yeah, I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York, and uh, I'm just a – long time career paintball player. Um, I guess on top of that, you could say I'm a, a bit of a traveling nomad and uh, just just a, a lover and experiencer experiencer of life. Um, when I'm not focusing on practicing for my professional paintball tournaments or traveling to play tournaments, whether here or abroad in other countries, um, I've, I don't know, I guess I've basically spent most of my adult life from 20 years old on uh, just trying 
anything and everything and just seeing all the little facets that this world holds. So I can't really say I am defined yet. You know, I don't have a uh, locked in career or a specific identity behind me other than the, the traveling paintball player. Um, I'm just out there, you know, trying to do everything and experience everything before I'm too old to do it or, you know, die tragically or something. Uh, I do a lot of risky things, so uh, I got to pack it in while I can. So, yeah, I guess you could just hey. say I'm, I'm your modern day uh, Christopher Columbus or adventurer. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. I love it. Yeah. Paintball, Paintball, that's, that, that's perfect right there. Paintball gypsy. Yeah. That's perfect. That's so, perfect. Hey, Joby, tell us about your love of the avocado. Oh, man. Where do I start? Me and the <laughs> avocado, uh, we hit it off, I remember, date night of like five <laughs> it's weird it came about out of nowhere i used to never really eat avocados at all it was one of those like uh, obscure fruits that i don't know it just didn't really seem to be a big thing in new york back when i lived up there with you guys but when i moved to florida to try out for damage i had an avocado tree in my front yard and on windy days i'd hear like a thud uh sounded like you know a bowling ball uh, hitting the side of my the siding of my house that I was living in and I'd go outside and there'd be these huge green avocados like the really big smooth ones not the little mm-hmm. uh, gritty oh, ones that you, yeah. that you guys have and uh, I was like all right well this is free food raining down from the sky so I'd bring it in cut it up add it to my breakfast sandwiches or make a big bowl of guac and I quickly realized not only is it great like they taste good on pretty much everything. They add creamy texture, but yep. have you ever looked up the nutrition label of an avocado? Oh, they're amazing. I feed my family avocados every day. I love avocado. I love avocados. But here's the thing with me with avocados, Joe, it, 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 which kind of pisses me off. Like I'll, when I go shopping for avocados, my wife has taught me the foolproof test of how to test when it's ready. Yep. And what I do is, and I, I'm probably just going to give away how chubby I am. But she said to me, she said, babe, touch your tummy. She says, squeeze your tummy, and if your avocado doesn't feel like your tummy, it's not ready. And, but you know what? I can never find an avocado that feels like my stomach, so I always get them, and then I got to wait a whole day or two to eat it. Do so you have a, tell me the foolproof Joe Barrett way to get an avocado that's ready to go. Uh, yeah, actually. So, you know, I want to give you guys a fist bump for being down with the Cato a day train because in my opinion, <laughs> a day keeps the doctor away. And especially in times like these, you know, they're just so healthy, like such a it's like nature's perfect fruit, fats, protein, everything. And it's it's keeping our immunity uh, immune system strong, too. So uh, I get I generally try to get, you know, uh, five to seven avocados right off the back and they're cheap here in California. They're like generally 50 to 90 cents somewhere in there. So the first two or three I grab that I know I'm going to eat in that first two or three days, uh-huh. uh, those ones I, I want are ready to eat avocado. So when I grab it, it should not be rock hard. Like that's how, you know, it's going to take a little bit. You're not going to be able to just quickly mash it and, you mm-hmm. know, spread it onto your breakfast sandwich or whatever. But if you press through it, pressed um, into like the top and your thumb sinks down to where it's flat and even with the thumbnail, it's it's too far gone. Like, you might be able to eat that one that day, but oh, okay. by the next day, you're going to open gone. it, and it's yeah. probably going to be brown inside. So you want that one where you can push the outside, you know what I mean? Like, you can make little dents in it. It's kind of soft, but it's, it's semi-soft, you know, that's still mostly firm. 
and that's how I find my. Classic. That's that's awesome. <laughs> okay, all right. So we got we got it right there from Joe Barrett, the avocado aficionado himself. You like Ooh. that? You like how I did that? That's good. I like. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Was Joe, that off the top of your head? <laughs> yeah, yeah, show did, show did. I'm, dude, don't play with me, Joe. You know I'm sharp <laughs> like that. You are sharp. He's a tech. Uh, He's a tech. So, so let's 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 get back to paintball a little bit. So we've been playing paintball for a long, long time. And it, where where did you start playing paintball? Long time. Um, well, this is a great story that I enjoy sharing because, I mean, I'm kind of one of those cliche kids who started off, you know, in the woods behind their house, you know, backyard woods and a couple little birthday parties. But uh, if you want to ask where I actually started playing paintball, like the sport version, not just shooting at a few of my friends in the woods, mm-hmm. it was GFC paintball. It was uh, Ooh, okay. Yeah. The, the only two fields near me at the time and the two like fields that you you had to go to these spots if you lived in buffalo were tsunami paintball rest in peace tsunami that died in like way long ago like 2004 i want to say yeah, and then long it time ago. Place. yeah 2003 or four and then it turned into a place called wolves rain in the same spot ran by these two like uh old hillbilly dudes and then screech. it fell apart after about another year yep screech exactly screech, yeah but but the, the if you wanted, you know, Tsunami was – it was good enough for me because I could ride my bike down the street if my parents wouldn't bring me there when I was like a 11, 12-year-old kid. And, you know, you could play indoor practice just in the time of like auto cockers and mm-hmm. maybe a few angels at the field. But for the most part, there wasn't a big uh, player population in Buffalo ever. So if you wanted like to compete or to play against other decent players in your area or the Rochester area – you drove an hour south to Wellsville, New York for Rob Cole here's field, GRC paintball. And that was uh, that was my stomping grounds growing up as a little kid. I mean, it's it's so cool that you have Rob as the co-host here because Rob knew me when I was that just obnoxious young little <laughs> I, tell, I, tell I remember. Tell us stories, Rob. Tell us stories, please. I remember, I remember oh, joking man. around a lot. I'm, he was always a cool kid. <laughs> And I remember one time he pissed me off. I don't know what he did or said, but I was upstairs and I heard him say something. I was like, what the F did you say? And I come storming down the stairs and got up. Oh, yeah. shit, but I can't remember why or what or what the hell was going oh, on. Yeah. Joe, Joe's always been a great customer. I'd love having him around. And it's always good to see sleeps and, and drinks paintball. You know, <laughs> so I, I forget yeah. whatever he said to me to piss me off. Oh, that's it's it's funny you mentioned that because I figured both of our minds would connect on that one bad moment. <laughs> you know, you the first time I met you, I was only eleven or twelve years old. It was super early two thousands, but uh, I at one point was playing on a team called Tanawanda Nightmare out of your field. I remember those was, guys. Yeah, it was my second uh, X ball team ever. Like I went from Tsunami Force Kids to Sodas Predators, and then. Tonawanda Nightmare, the only team um, to come out of the North Tonawanda, Tonawanda area, which is where I lived in Buffalo. And, you know, I, as even though that was the beginning of my paintball career, I thought it was about to be the end right there because we were practicing your actual home team, Wellsville Express, uh, the, the early rendition of it before I sure. was on a Wellsville Express FSU. 
And it was guys like Hootsie and Thug and DP and, you know, the, the usual suspects. Yeah. And I feel like what happened, because I remember, I can remember it. It gave me nightmares for weeks, but I can remember it so clearly to this day was I think Thug cheated me a point when I was in the snake. And Thug I cheated? Off. No. Oh, yeah. And me being, you know, a young, cocky, 13, 14-year-old kid at this time, I came off like, they're going to keep fucking cheating. Oops, sorry. <laughs> they're going to keep <laughs> cheating us. We're going to keep lighting them up then. Bonus ball them. You know, I was being a little hothead. And I remember hearing you come down that staircase and you grabbed me and you were like, <laughs> you were so mad that I was accusing <laughs> your home team for being a bunch of cheating jerks and you threw me right out. And I was, my day was over at that point. Like we were only halfway through the scrimmage and I was kicked out of your indoor field and I was ungearing outside. And my team owner, Frank is, you know, telling me like, man, oh, Frank, I wish you yeah. hadn't done that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I get a call at the end of that weekend. Like that was Saturday or Sunday. I get a call Monday and Frank's like, man, I'm sorry, but you know, Rob was pretty mad at you. And, uh, you know, it's not looking good for, for him and his field. If one of his sponsored teams, us, has a kid like this, it's, you know, it's, we'd like to have you, but it's your attitude <laughs> at this point. So we're going to have to cut you because it's either, it's either we still get to play at the field or we keep you on the team and we can't play there. And he cut me. And wow. um, I don't know what the conversation was. That was the first time I ever got cut. Um, but yeah, a few weeks later, they were like, we're going to give you another chance. And then the AXBL season was about to start. Like, we were going from out indoors to outdoors yeah. and you guys gave me a second chance. And I got to say, like, that was one of those wake up calls that made me realize, like, it doesn't matter how good of a paintball player you are. Your attitude is everything mm -hmm. in this sport. And it really it, it helped fix me from being, you know, like some of the other kids around our area or up at MVP Rochester that just, you know, stayed little brats for so long until right. they were like 18, 19 years old. They were just still that that horrible little brat. It's funny because I, I remember, I remember Frank calling me up and he's like, Hey, what can we do? I said, wrong. I said, Thug, I'm sure cheated him. You know, I, I remember the conversation. And, and I, was like, I, was, I was like, I was like, keep him scared for a little bit and then get him back on the team. So. <laughs> man, uh, all's well that ends well. Yep. Yep. And look where we are now, guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's an awesome story. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, I love that. So, Joe, you played on a bunch of teams, though. Like you, like you alluded to earlier, you you've even played on the Wellsville. That Wellsville team that was, was a great very team. dominant for great a long team. time, a long, long. Time. Oh yeah. You I actually, I actually still have uh, one of my one of my toughest losses is against you guys. It still pisses me off, but I want to talk about that right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> NAPL. But, what's that? Was that NAPL? I, 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 no, I think you had to just squeeze a knife, didn't you? Like, come on, man. <laughs> but that was one, that was one of them. But one was RMXL. Oh, RMXL. Yeah. yeah, one was RMXL, and and and, and it, it still pisses me off. But I don't. I'm trying to get over it. We're not gonna. I'm not. We're not gonna bring it up. We're not gonna bring yeah. it up. But uh, <laughs> uh, but what what's what's one of the favorite? What's one of your favorite teams that you played on? Oh man, there's been. There's been so many. Um, you know, I, I wrote a list, I remember, a while ago. So there's been more since then. But uh, what a lot of people don't know is before I, you know, got real serious in the in the upper divisions, I've I've been through 
over 80 teams now. What? Which, <laughs> yeah. Did you even know that? No. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I was one of those few guys who, because I was kind of paintball obsessed, everybody else on my regional team in AXBL or whatever, they loved paintball, but they were just trying to play, you know, commit to that league. But there's been several seasons where I was playing seven or eight different leagues between a couple New York and Northeast leagues, NPPL and PSP at the same time, uh, college ball, uh, CFPL mm-hmm. Canada. So every season I was on seven or eight more teams and certain uh, seasons I would go team to team to team different events uh, as like a free agent, like basically whatever D2 or D3 teams wanted to cover me, I would just jump to that team. And then I went semi-pro and started kind of sticking it out for full seasons. Um, But man, I've, it's hard to really pick a favorite team. Like I've, I've been through a lot of, the legendary New York teams around you, like uh, FSU, we won every single regional league in that area and every winter league, like three years in a row. We, there were times we wouldn't lose a match for a season. Um, played with Lehman and the Bristol Drive guys, you know, Justin Bryce, uh, a lot of those old school vets. I played under Buddy Bauer and with a lot of those vets on rhythm and – I played with Rob here on a really fun team at that Batavia league called the Belfast Bombers. Yes, that was oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Yep. Bomber and, ball. Bomber and, ball. Yeah, and we, we almost won that league, but we got second place in a one-point game due to a, a situation I'd rather not talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys remember, but the prank was on me, and I was like <laughs> – how are you going to prank me in the middle of a match for first place? We can win five grand here, but everybody was like, totally worth it. We don't care. We'll take the it second. Was, it was, it was worth it. Yeah. When you see oh. a, a plastic prophylactic in your pot. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but yeah, well, you know, yeah. we'll go with that. We'll go that's with that. We'll, yeah. 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 I mean, that was, you know, like I've been in a lot of, uh, really great teams by now. I've been on Shockwave Canada and Damage and NYX yeah. and now DMG. I've I've been on some some legendary team names, but that Belfast Bombers team was so fun because oh my god, remember awesome. they they brought me and John beyond kind of as ringers to like you know help them win tough points, but all the other guys around us were like you know Noki and Bomber. Uh, we had a couple girls on the team. We had Jim yep. on the team and then Rob. And, uh, you know, like the backbone core would be like me, Rob, Jambi on the field and maybe Jim or Riley, uh, Goo, and then, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of whoever else thrown in there. And people are just having a good time throughout these tournaments, you know, having a few beers and enjoying the barbecue and walking over and watching the, the whatever kind of car races those were. But it was more just, you know, have a good time and relax. And if we happen to do well, great. And we kind of just kept doing well. So I, I'll never forget how enjoyable that that particular uh, series and season was just because it was so lax and uh, stress-free. But we were also competitive while we were having fun. Yep. That's, a tough, that's a tough thing to find when you have both competitive edge and your lax. Oh, that's that's perfect paintball in my eyes right there. Yeah, yeah, and you know what's funny? I've always loved how the, the bombers like they, they they can get a little obnoxious sometimes, but if they have fun, 
You know what I mean? And that, and that's what people need to remember that paintball first and foremost needs to be fun. Right. Yep. And Joe, you, yeah, Joe, you mentioned Shockwave Canada. I forgot you played with those guys for a while. But that was yeah. always, that was my favorite team of all time. I love those guys. Love them. Yeah. Man, it's uh it it was an honor to go through that team just cuz I knew um, that it had some of you, you know, veterans from like the late nineties and early two thousands, like you guys were already, you know, had been pro by then, or were already on your way out and into coaching or, or the industry. And I was just a little kid. And I remember watching shockwave for every chance I could along with like lockout and teams like that. And just the, uh, the amount of like, you know, legendary veterans that went through that team as alumni. And then they gave me the call, uh, two weeks before the Pals Asia World Cup Championship yep. in Bangkok. And they were like, hey, man, uh, Jesse Benoit is having problems with his passport. Um, you trying to go and play a free world championship in Bangkok, Thailand? I'm in. And I'm a, I'm a just turned, uh, you know, 21-year-old kid at this point about to graduate college. And I was like, wait, are, are you serious? And they were like, yeah, man, uh, it'll be – uh, you and Buddy and pretty much all the best players in Canada. And I was like, absolutely. I uh, had my mom help me expedite a passport and then flew over to Thailand for two weeks. We ended up winning in the uh, open division, which is basically their pro division in like a fireworks overtime game against the Thailand national team. And oh, then, snap. Oh, my God. It was it was crazy. There's still videos of it, actually. If you go on YouTube and search where paintball takes us, there's a four-part series following uh, the seven of us and Louie, the owner of the Nax and CXBL League. Uh, and it's just a mixed video between what we were doing, like which was half playing paintball and talking to the Asian paintball community and the other half, which was, you know, the exotic explorative um, foreign trip that really started the passion towards what I do today. You know, it wasn't until then that I'd went further than just like I had been plenty of places in the States by then and Canada, but I hadn't been outside of the country other than like those tourist bubbles in Mexico. And the mm. first time you go to somewhere like Thailand and, you know, every time you want to have a, a meal and a beer, it's a dollar and you can take little, you know, tuk tuk rides for 50 cents or rent a scooter for the day for a buck. I fell in love with it. And I decided right then and there, I'm going to do everything I can yeah. to go pro and then wreak the benefits of pro paintball, which is other people hire you and pay for your flights to travel to cool bucket list destinations. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, Lou, I tell you, That's awesome. Like you're talking about Louie. You will not find yep. a better guy than Louie. I mean, he, the shit he's done for paintball, I mean, the sacrifices he's made, unbelievable. And like I said, I played with him oh, for yeah. a few years. Um, he's just a great dude. And Gavin, you need to do a – we need to do another podcast with Louie as the uh, the star of this thing, and uh, maybe get Joe and I as co-hosts. I would love to talk. Set to it up. I would let's love go. To talk with I'm you. Cool. You, know, you know him about it. Let's go. You, let's, let's reach out to him I, when we get done with this. Um, we'll set it up. That would be cool. When I was playing this, every weekend those guys drove to practice. I mean, it was awesome. And my dad would cook cool. steaks, and we, it was just a family. And you will not find greater people. Speaking of, for the local guys, Louie. He was a partner. The original partner is an MVP. So it was myself, him, Mitch, and Robert Lee opened up MVP back in the day. Just so you guys can uh-huh. get an idea, you know, even here in Rochester, what he's done for the sport. You know, it's he's an incredible people, guy. People forget. 
people forget, and, and I, we've said this a couple times on our show, a lot of history is in Western New York. A lot of paintball history is in Western New York paintball. Like, people forget what, like, names that have come out of this area, like big names, players, coaches, companies. It, it's crazy. Like, if you go oh, way yeah. back, if you go way back, the first commercial outdoor field was just outside of Rochester, New York. The first, oh, Crossman, right? Well, no, no, no. Before Crossman, it was uh, Splap All the Game Outdoor. I think it was like uh, uh, Caleb oh. Strong, uh, who owned Rochester uh, Paintball Game Supplies in Rochester, uh, had the first commercial outdoor field. And also, the first commercial indoor field was in Buffalo. Oh. See? Wow. Rob Cole dropping that knowledge yeah, right Rob here Cole on the there, boy. The history lesson. I didn't know all that. That's, that's, 80, that's mm-hmm. 80 stuff right there. See, y'all just got a history lesson on the lair. I was gonna say I, I was I wasn't even born till ninety. Rob's uh, schooling me right now. <laughs> there you go. There you and go. Rochester had an awesome paintball distribution center, which was called Paintball Game Supplies, which was that's where I started my when I started my field. That's the place I went to. So I go there, get all my paintballs, all my rental guns, everything. It was in East Rochester cool. on uh, Dispatch Drive. So. See people, people. See, I started paintball late because obviously you guys know I was I wasn't born here. I was born in, in Jamaica. Moved moved here to Rochester, um, probably 25, 20, well, 20 years ago, 20, well, yeah, 20, 22 years ago, whatever. Point being is I started paintball late, especially getting into it here. But I, my first place I played paintball was MVP Paintball. I think you were there, Rob. Um, I may have been. Actually, you were, I think you were, you were refereeing in an event. It was one of the, remember those first, um, those three-man tournaments that they used to do? I know the first. And it was like... 40, like, or 43 man teams. Crazy. There, I remember the first three, three men we did yeah. up there. I could not be there because I had something going on in my field. I remember Travis. Travis was one of, someone that worked up there for us. He calls me and goes, he goes, I need a schedule. Was it a skinny kid? Like a skinny kid with skinny, dark hair? Well, skinny kid who lives in New York City now. He's a, uh, a uh, real estate yeah, agent. I know you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, he calls yeah. me up on the phone. He goes, Rob. I'm like, what? He goes, I need a schedule. I'm like, what? I said, put one together. He goes, I can't. So I remember running to the back room real quick and can't write out a schedule for like 38 teams. And then Whoa. over the phone, I was, I was going yeah. one verse three, two verse, the whole thing. And then the, the event oh, was actually those, turned out to be pretty badass. Are, but that was a, that was a yeah. Cool those place. those are fun. Yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. Those are fun days. But people used to tell me about the Jello factory that used to be around here. Oh yeah, and um, the post office. The post office was like, incredible. I'm, I missed out on that. Yeah, the you post know? office, like we talked about before, the post office was was super super cool. But I mean, it was expensive. It was like 200, 225 bucks a case. It was. Oh my. It was nuts. Yep. <laughs> I remember going there and playing. And now that the business, MP- now that all these businesses are closed, I can tell the story. I had a buddy of mine who I will not mention his name worked at Paintball Game Supplies in Rochester, who supplied the paint for indoor splat ball. So I would go, I would go there uh-huh. ahead of the time, and he would sell me the cases for seventy bucks, and I would go there and instead of paying two two twenty five. So myself, my dad Glenn, um, all the old schoolers from GRC, we'd load up on paintballs at Paintball Game Supplies back door and then we'd sneak over there and we'd play on the cheap and it was it was dirty you know i don't you know hey. but 225 bucks a case holy shit that's, that's crazy and look at it now yeah. people are trying to cheat people are trying to cheat field owners out of 45 dollars oh, cases you know what i mean and especially and and, and i i know I, I could see the rage in your eyes and i hate to go off on a, con, a, a tangent but what like because it brings up a valid point where don't cheat the field owners like because Look, he's talking about paying paint two hundred dollars for a case. These people are trying to forty five dollars and yep. fifty dollars. And I know in Rob's case, 
with the indoor, it, it's a pain in the so ass expensive. to clean. Yeah. And and it, he's got the white fill paint there for a reason, you know, because it's easier to maintain or whatever. And you're still going to treat Rob Cole, who's one of the nicest guys in paintball, and bring yellow and orange paint in, guy, you, you suck. You, it's you painful. Suck. It's ridiculous. It really, it you really hits right in the gut because I'll be up there. I'm selling, you know, paint for you know, 55, 60 bucks a case indoor. Um, and have, yeah. we have the, all that nice turf down. And honestly, like after yeah. even just like one big open play, I'll have 300 bucks tied up in labor just to clean. You know what I mean? And, th- and that won't be enough. Yeah. Then plus my dad and myself working, you know, without being paid, you know, and then someone shooting something else is like, oh, damn, you know, it, 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 punch, it hits you right in the gut. But again, I, I get it. it though. I, mean, crazy, I know people but... can be tight, but. You know, not that tight. Yeah, yeah. So, Joe, what, Joe, what, what can we, especially now with the season on 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 pause right now? Obviously, the world is in crisis right now with with, with what's going on. Um, we're not gonna try and dwell on it. Obviously, we're aware of it, but we want to try and you know to get away from. It. But paintball is on pause now, yeah. as as is the world. But what can we? Because I'm a I'm a positive guy. I think we will get through this. Oh, well. there, when, those of us that do survive, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be move on, be stronger, be better. Um, we're gonna everyone's I hope is taking the time to just make better versions of themselves while they're home. But getting back to it, um, when when we when we get back to because it's never gonna be normal. But what can we look forward to from Joe and and paintball wise of uh, and when the season restarts? Oh man, that's uh that's a good question. Uh, you know, I've thought about this quite a bit too, uh, just because. You know, the sport that I play, I'm sure you've had plenty of people on from all different walks of life, but uh, the sport that I play has been pretty much what I do since I was, I don't know, 19 years old. But uh, when something like this happens, it's kind of really reality hitting you in the face that it's like uh, you you play a luxury sport. You know, you play something that takes a lot of um, expendable income. And if you're not a sponsored player or a pro athlete, it's not really a sustainable sport that can last like something like football or soccer that you, once you have the ball, you can just go out and play in the backyard with your friends. So Mm -hmm. it kind of, it may, it really shined a light on the fact that like, well, what if the economy gets really bad? Like now with that twenties and thirties type depression and paintball just doesn't make it, you know, or at least not the way we know it. Like maybe some wealthy people can play it, but just not enough people or teams can play in the national league. And then what do you do when you're somebody who's made a living for years, uh, getting hired to play in other countries or doing clinics to teach players how to play paintball? Well, if nobody's trying to get to a pro level, cause the national league's gone, then nobody's going to hire me to coach them or give them clinics anymore. So yeah, uh, it, it's honestly eye opening and I'm still thinking about it a good deal as to, uh, what else I want to add onto, you know, my life outside of paintball. Um, of course, I always knew paintball wasn't going to be a 401k thing. You know, all my mentors and the veterans that I grew up with would let me know like, hey, Joe, you know, do this as long as you can. Uh, I don't, you know, none of them regret anything. And they're like, you know, take advantage of all these bucket list travel opportunities and events. But so, you know, there's no 401k coming from this. Like, even if you reach Ari Lang level, you're not going to retire on that unless you're really good at saving the money and putting it aside and investing it into other things. So at -hmm. this point, um, I do want to figure out what my outside life goal is and, um, you know, take 
pretty much as much money as I make, as much as I can out of what I make other than what I need to survive and invest it into something like, um, you know, a rental property or Airbnb or something that is mm-hmm. uh, financially self-sustaining. Um, I, from, from what I've been drawn to so far, I've realized in the past few weeks, and it was kind of already something that was like addicting in the past month or two, is I really like cooking and baking now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so we might we might get a drill breezy for cheesy YouTube cooking show. Yeah, I mean, I maybe I've been kind of just messing around with it, uh, more okay. just for fun on my Instagram stories. I don't know if you watch them, but uh, they're yeah, like, yeah no, listen, I did we we see we 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 feel Joe Breezy through Instagram stories. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't I just I just be for myself. Like I, when I watch the Instagrams, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm chilling with Joe. Oh, um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so when when we get when we when we get back, is are, have you been in contact with your team? Are you guys still talking? Like, hey guys, when we get back, let us stay sharp. Let it out. Oh yeah, I mean my my whole team. The reason I moved to NorCal to play with DMG was because my whole team all live within a few miles of each other, and we are like that real family esque team. You know, I've been on plenty of teams where you're kind of scattered about your state or region. Um, but with this team, we all live right in the same area of Sacramento. Uh, I live with a few of my teammates in the same house. So, you know, up until this quarantine time, we hang out every day, whether we're on or off the field, we go hiking and kayaking and, uh, you know, we do a lot of stuff together. So that that's not going anywhere. Like, well, we know that as soon as the season comes back, we've all still been talking about things in our group chat. We've all been, uh, just being very um, disciplined and like uh, holding ourselves accountable to stay in shape. So, you know, oh, I, I have a pull up okay. bar in my house and uh, other like free weights and like um, uh, tension bands because I can't go to my gym right now. So everybody's still working out and doing what they can to train for paintball, except for the part where you hit a paintball field. Um, but even yeah. that I have a big backyard. I have a bunch of cases of paint in my house uh, eventually my air is going to run out, but I can still do some snap shooting and stuff in my backyard at targets if I really want to. But, you know, uh, you know, we, we know we're getting back to it and our team isn't going anywhere, but paintball's kind of taking a back seat right now. So now more than anything, we're all just like staying connected and supporting each other through this and, you yep. know, making sure people don't lose their minds going lonely. That's, that's, mental health is very important at this time. We actually, we actually had a, 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 a podcast earlier, we spoke to a mental health specialist and um, we're, we're discussing how people can not lose their minds doing this, you know, cause there's different things that's going on. The uncertainty of life, the uncertainty of your finances, let it die, let it die. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. So that's, that's a good point. You know, staying in contact just for that reason that it, we may be not physically near each other, but still keep in contact, you know, keep that connection with, with your, with your people and let them know, Hey, I love you. You know, what's good. You're good. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm happy you bring that up, and I'll have to watch that episode. I didn't know you had a mental health expert on, but mental health is huge in this country. You know, I think it's honestly one of the biggest problems we have. People think that we have like a violence issue or a drugs issue, but a lot of that comes down to people with mental health issues, and they use things for coping devices. And you know, I found it in myself is that uh, if anybody who knows me out there knows me that I'm a pretty uh, outgoing extrovert. You know, I, I like to talk to mm-hmm. people. I'm a people person. I'm, I'm, unless I'm having a really bad day, I'm generally pretty friendly and positive. And I, 
I won't say I'm reliant on it, but I feed off the energy of being around people, whether it's a a group Mm -hmm. of friends. I normally try to hang out with a friend every day when I'm done doing whatever work or responsibilities I have, or if it's just going to social settings. And, you know, since moving to California, like music has been a big part of my life. And I go to a ton of concerts. I find that I love live music and the vibe of the crowd and the atmosphere of all these people that are somewhere for the same reason. And I've made a lot of friends in the industry and DJs and things like that. And when this stopped, you know, that first two or three days wasn't so bad because it's like, all right, I'll just spend it as if I'm getting home from a tournament abroad and I'll just relax and read books all day and, you know, clean up my, my house and things like that. But by about the end of day three, I was getting a little stir crazy because I, I can't remember the last time I've been stuck at my house more than three days and not seen another person for three days. And by, by day eight, I was losing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You get kind of delirious because you, you, like I realized there were two straight days that I didn't say a word because there was nobody to talk to. Yeah, you know, you know, that's that's when that's that's why we we spoke about it today. You should you should go check out our episode and let me know what you think when you listen to it, oh, please. For sure. Um, so I, I want to ask you before we we get out of here, guys. Um, you, Joe Barrett, as as a professional paintball player and 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 as a person, and you know what we have, Rob here. What would you suggest to people uh, in the paintball community to help support their local paintball fields and businesses right now? That you know. As you said before, cash is tight for a lot of people. Some of some people are essential, some are not. Um, but what can we do to help keep some of these our local fields and businesses open? What would you suggest? Oh, for sure. I think about that a lot. You know, I, I feel for all the small business owners, and that definitely includes every paintball field in the country because these aren't, you know, NFL franchise type things. And I get it. Most of the fields right now, like probably 95% of them are not open. So it's like, how can I support them? I can't go there and pay entry or buy paint and play that day. Well, what you can do is you can still buy gear and product if they have a pro shop, you know, like you're, you know, you're going to come back to the sport, like unless you're not an optimist and you think this is about to become the apocalypse, we know this is only a matter of time before we get back to normal life. So if one of your friends is looking for something or you want you know a new item for your birthday or a holiday coming up please 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 don't buy from www.bigsupplier.com go spend the extra five ten dollars an item at your local field because it means the world to them you know these people have been giving you a place where you can play the thing you love so you're not just running around in the woods doing it you know half ass for how many years now and when you know you needed them you you needed the the thing they supplied for the outlet for you to play your sport so now in their time of need i feel like it's all of our responsibility to give back if we're able to if you're not you know broke on your own budget and if you're able to eat if everything's going fine and you're still trying to buy paintball stuff what i'm saying is buy it from your local fields and store owners and another thing you can do is I, you know, I don't know if fields have thought about this yet, but uh, there's always been the idea of like, you know, buy a gift card or buy uh, entry to Six Flags Darien Lake. You know, rather than going the day of, you get somebody there, their paid for admission ticket 
well, I don't know if fields are already doing this, but I feel like that's a good idea where you buy somebody like a 10 pack pass that way, when this gets, you know, finished up and over with, and people are at this point, they're, they're dying to go outside, you know, they're itching and it's like, Whoa, my mom or my friend or my wife got me a a 10 pack to the field that I was going to go to already. How cool is that now? You know, at this point, the excitement and enthusiasm to get back out there to do it is kicking in like a bug and you have this thing that they already got you. And in the meantime, you've, um, you've already like helped that team, that field survive because I'm sure that field could use the, the money in their PayPal or their website or Absolutely. whatever it is. Absolutely. That's huge, Joe, Cause they talk about Absolutely. the PayPal. Like I've got some events in July that uh, people have been, I mean, going crazy pre-registering for, which I super appreciate 25 bucks a piece. PayPal it helps us keep the place, the bills paid to keep the place open. So yep. if, if look at your local fields, look at their websites. Most of them will probably have some sort of event out there that you can pre-register for. Do that. Um, lo- yep. Locally here, we've got What's- like myself with some events and also we have boss PayPal. There's no events that you can pre-register for there, but you can buy the gear. And if you go to boss PayPal, Ross will treat you better than ANS or anybody ever will hundred times over. So, I mean, go, sure. go to boss PayPal, spend the money. And Joe, question. I got a question Absolutely. for Joe because I've never, I really don't follow like the pro paintball scene much anymore. Um, but yeah. Now I know you were with Tampa Bay Damage in the day, so now you're Correct. with Sacramento DMG. Is it yes. the same? Is it their? Is it a, their sister team, or is it the same kind of people? What, what's going on there? Oh, okay. So yeah, I'll explain that because sometimes even people on the on the webcast doing commentating kind of mix that up. So there is. Uh, no current affiliation between the teams. They are not the same thing. It's not like DMG is damaged shorter. Um, DMG is Dave Bain's team. He owns the team. He owns a field that we play out of. So it's his franchise team, um, even though he coaches Impact. Gotcha. Uh, so, you know, we all owe a lot to Big Dave. Well, Dave started DMG when Dave played on damage. There was that that really successful year. I want to say it was 2011 or 12 when damage was just winning everything like five events back to back in PSP and NPPL, Dave was the back center guy on Tampa Bay damage. And Dave was still living in California, but playing for this Florida team. So he decided to make a semi pro farm team for that year of champ challengers called Sacramento DMG. And it had a few of the current guys on it, like Shane Howe, and a bunch of the guys that are actually now currently on Portland Uprising. But when okay. but there there was no really actual affiliation there. It's just it it almost just kind of happened to be it wouldn't have mattered if Dave was on damage or another pro team. It's not like the the acronym was to match that because DMG stands for dedication makes greatness. Oh, there you go. Okay, that's I like that statement or that team name kind of goes a long way. So Joe, you've lived you know, paintball your whole life. And I've watched you grow and develop. I think, did you play with New York Extreme for a while? I did. Because I remember I refed a pro event and you were playing. I was like, God yeah. damn, that, that kid is getting good. I think I called you out on it too. It's like, <laughs> this kid can play. And it was nice to see Thanks, somebody man. from the local area that could actually play. And that's unusual. There's a few of yeah. you. There's a few of yeah, you. Just- yeah, Joe's always a pleasure to watch play, man. I've always I've always loved watching you play, Joe. I think the first time I really saw you play play was actually when you you played on Smoke. Yeah, 
You know, that was and I, I think I, I think I played on Ruthless Ruthless that yep. year. And you guys you guys you guys were you guys we, we played against you guys in practice. So we got we got raped daily. Um, daily. Yeah. But but I always just say, listen, if we're practicing against smoke and drive, I like my odds against you. Um, you know yeah. what I mean? But you you've always been a pleasure to watch play, man. And and and, and I, it's really I can say honestly, I'm very proud being an adopted Western New York um, player to see you a local player reach where you are and doing what you're doing. So we salute you. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, and, and, and I really want to, and first, before we go that, I want to say shout out to Dave Baines, your owner, um, Dave Baines. I don't know if you remember it, but a long time ago, both he and I, um, had major back issues at the same oh, time. Wow. And, and we were out, we weren't playing at the same time. So we're both going through physical therapy, la di da, la di da. And I always loved how Dave Baines played. Like I say, you know, Dave Baines eats front guys for breakfast and blah 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 oh, yeah. blah and all that stuff. I used to, I used to make memes about it and stuff. And Bryce knew how much I, I, I really like Dave Baines and told Dave Baines, "Hey, my boy Gavin's out too with his back and he's not playing, and he really, really, you know, loves how you play." And Dave sent back with Bryce a whole bunch of impact gear for me. That I still have to this day, which I actually have down in my special paintball wow. locker. Sir. Shout out to Dave Baines from back in the day. I don't even remember Gavin when Bryce Bryce talked to you about the back, but shout out to you, Dave. And I look, you know, and I'm glad that you got my man Joe. With hey, you. Yeah, that, hey Joe, do you remember when Impact practiced at GRC? I do, I do. Years back. Yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty. That was Impact practiced at GRC good, yeah. for real. What that was, was that? A, it was prior to the Buffalo NPPL. Yeah. So I think it had, I can't remember who I was out there, but I know Impact was out there. Um, a few other teams. I can't remember who all was out there, but that was a cool day. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't know if you were there for that or not. I was there because I, it was the only field nearby where you could be out and practice or at least watch how the pros play before the only NPPL seven man event to ever be held in New York area. And I actually played that Buffalo event with HK Army. That's cool. And it's funny because I remember yeah, the, really? the Impact guys, they played like three or four games in the airball field. And they played the village for the whole afternoon. Yeah. They're like, now we're yep. done with the airball. We want to play the church. We want to play all this. Well, that was a cool day. Well, when you come out, when you come awesome. out to your field, it's kind of like, even if you get there meeting to practice, if it's your first time there and you see a village that's that cool and a, a sniper tower and all that, it's it's pretty easy to end your practice halfway through the day right. and go. Yeah. You know what? Let's uh, let's play for fun. Yep. 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 Yeah, Always. That's, 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 I look forward to those moments at GRC. But, uh, yeah, Gentlemen. I want to thank you guys for the compliments. I greatly appreciate that. And uh, you know, if I haven't got to say it enough over the years, um, I owe you so much credit, Rob. Uh, you know, if I think about the amount of hours that I put in towards all this at your field. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's almost unfathomable. And, um, you know, it's, it's something I always still try to stay humble about is that, uh, I, I know my roots and where I came from. And when people ask why I do it on top of, you know, the perks of traveling and all that, uh, a big reason I wanted to go pro as all of my young buddies dropped slowly, but surely on my team around me was I wanted to make it. So everybody from Buffalo made it, you know, there's sure. kind of a, a ceiling cap there and when yeah. the Philly Americans died it just became 
seemingly impossible to go pro out of the blistering cold Western New York area. Right. Um, so, you know, it, mm-hmm. it meant a lot to me when I finally did break up into uh, pro paintball for everyone. And I owe so much to, you know, all the, the field owners and the pro ex pro player veterans and the coaches and, you know, guys like you and Bryce and Lehman and buddy Bauer. And uh, just every one of those dudes that I used to, you know, come and watch on the hyperball fields when I was a little 10 and 11 year old kid. Um, we, you were all the inspiration to get to where I am today and, uh, you know, never stop being grateful and I appreciate every bit of it. And I'll tell you, it's, it's all been worth it. Like I appreciate it so much. It's been, it's been the best journey. And that's cool, Joe. Cause I mean, I appreciate awesome. everything you say there and I, I understand the, the dedication it takes to play pro cause I was there. And the countless yeah. hours of snap shooting and running and keeping yourself physically fit. And I'm proud of you, dude. And I've told you that before. You've, you've really uh, done a lot for the, this community locally to say, hey, you know what? It's possible. So for that, you know, kudos and uh, keep it up. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I can't wait to come back. Next time I get back there uh, for the holidays or something next year, I'm definitely making sure I get down to GRC and just jump in with whoever the current generation of paintball players are and, you know, talk to them and show them what they can get to. Yes. So guys, you hit it here. You heard it here first. Free clinic by Joe Barrett. (laughs) 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 Let's go. Let's go. Gentlemen, thank you so much once again for joining us here at episode 14 with Joe Barrett, Joe Breezy for Sheezy, as I like (laughs) to call him, and Amanda Myth, the legend Rob Cole. Guys, you know what time it is. It is, unfortunately, we're in the middle of a crisis. But, hey, if you're going to be home comfortable, Absolutely. be comfortable, right? Go go to the shops and order 66 page on Facebook or Instagram. We still have a lot of great gear there that you can get. We we'll, comes to you sanitized, safe delivery from the UPS, um, U.S. Postal Service. We're tracking. So check us out on the shops. We've got an order 66 comfort challenge going on right now. So tag us in your pics and your comfy gear at home. I know Joe's got a ton of gear, but I know he's got some comfy order 66 gear. Um, we could probably get a pic of him doing being all comfy at home. Um, but guys, check out our page. Keep repping order sixty six. Subscribe, like the podcast, leave leave comments, reviews, what you like to see. Let us know. God, God bless. Be safe. Peace. Bye.